Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom. My name is Yuri, and today we're going to be talking about overcoming sin. How many of you let any sin affect your mind? Or what about affects your day, mood, happiness, relationship? Uh, maybe brings uh, bring feeling of hopelessness, uh, any feeling of shame, maybe feeling of worthlessness. Uh, you might have said this to yourself, and I, I have many times, I will always be this way. Uh, I will never be able to overcome certain things. And, and whatever, whatever it's, uh, it, it could be anger, it could be lust, porn, stealing, lying, drugs, or maybe even knowing about what is right, but always doing the opposite. I've said, man, I can just, Lord, freed me, free, free me, free me from this. And things been creeping back into my life. So if you, if you been there, then today podcast is for you. Maybe you're currently there right now. Maybe you're currently battling with many things in your life and asking yourself a question. When will this end? Well, let me tell you because I want to keep listening to this podcast because I want to tell you how to overcome sin and understand the principles in that area, godly principles in that area. So number one, I want to tell you this, that temptation, when it comes to temptation, you will never be able to get rid of temptations, okay? Temptations will always be there until the day you die. So let's settle this. Let's, let's just put it at a hard line, understanding this line, that temptations will always be there until the day you die. It might be different temptations, seasons of different temptations, ideas, but, uh, but, but how you approach those temptation, temptations, that's what changes your life. So let me repeat this again. Temptations will always be there until the day you die. But how you approach those temptations, that's what changes your life. You cannot outrun them. You're not fast enough. You cannot, you cannot do anything in your own strength to rise above it. They will defeat you. But you can prepare through the Word of God how to face them. Now, I'm going to be reading about uh, Romans chapter 6. Everything is going to be in Romans chapter 6. And, and I'm going to begin in, chap in verse 6. And you've probably heard this phrase. If you've been Christian for many years or a few years, you've probably heard this phrase. We are no longer slaves. There's songs about that. There is uh, different sermons about that, that we say, man, I'm no longer slave. I'm no longer slave. We say this. There's anthem almost as it's like, man, that's it. And the Christian anthems in that area. But now, but, but, and I've said this before, and I, and, and, and I even, uh, when I was sitting in church and heard the songs or preacher preach about that, I was like, I, I proclaim that, yet inside I knew that there's things that I'm still battling with. But here's how Paul starts this verse. It says, we know that our old sinful self, selves was, were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. That's in the end. You see, and many times that's exactly what we do. We go to the end. We want the end. We want, we want the paycheck. We want the bonus. We want already the end result. We want the new career. We want the, all that in the end. But, and we don't want to get to that. We want to erase the middle part and the beginning. Nobody wants to sacrifice. Nobody wants to put their time in. We just want the end. I'm set free. I'm good. Hey, let's party. But here's what he's saying. He begins this verse with 
we know. There's a difference between knowing about a certain area and knowing that area. It's a difference between knowing about God. Yeah, I know Jesus is a little baby Jesus on Christmas time and the Jesus resurrection and Easter time. And, and I know the cross. It's all about the cross and there's salvation. Jesus will all most of the world knows about Jesus. Most of the world knows about Messiah, but they don't know him. And that's what he starts with. We know. So when I say we, I put my name there. Yuri knows that he was crucified with Christ. So sin might lose its power. So I'm putting myself in that. I know that's why it's important to know, to learn, to understand, to accept, to really, and every single day to pick up the cross and, 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 and truly, truly understand that. You have to come to this point that you know what Jesus did, did for you, who he is and who you are. So we know that our old sinful self were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves. That is the last thing that he says, says this. Now, he died and we died with him. And we had to accept that our old self, we have to believe that. Sometimes it takes the time to even believe that, to know this, that our old self was crucified with him. So that means old Yuri died and all the passion died with him. First, belief. Then you first you have to confess, say, hear it, then believe, and that settles in our hearts. When we believe it, believe that we're gonna start act act upon that. Now, so number one, you have to know not about it, but know it with all your heart, your mind, and your and your soul that sin will lose its power. And sin might lose its power. It's four words in uh, in, in Hebrew. It's one. And, and that, and that word is, 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 uh, is to be entire, entirely idle, uh, is to cease, to go away, to become of no effect, to fail, to lose, to vanish away. That's what that word means. Now, but in order for the sin to, to become of no effect, you have to know, like I already said it, that your old sinful self were crucified with him. That is a number one thing you have to know. And he actually reiterates, I've, I've, I'm spending a little bit of time on this thing, on this first step. And he re reiterates in, in the next verse, that would be verse seven in the same chapter. He says, for when we died with Christ. He already knows. It's already past tense. We died with Christ. We were set free from the power of sin. So when he says, when I know, when that is the past tense, now I am set free. And let me tell you, once and for all, that has been done. It's already in the past, 2,000 years ago, over 2,000 years ago. It's once and for all, not slowly going to set you free little by little. You have to understand that he sets you free. Now there is a, there's a thing you ha have to do. There's, 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 there's three steps altogether. But the first one is to believe, to know that you are set free. That Christ is not going to keep dying and dying and dying and dying and, and, and uh, for your new sins. But you have to just accept it. That means the past, the present and the future. Christ did everything that he needed to do. So freedom is there. Freedom is real. But you have to learn, accept it, and know what Jesus did before you walk in that freedom. 
okay? You have to know how to operate in that freedom. Let me give you this analogy. And there is no more slaves in this world, okay? Everybody's free. But let's assume that you've been a slave for 30 years. You were born in the home, uh, in a home as a slave. The only thing you knew is how to operate in that world. That means you did exactly what they told you. You woke up exactly what they when they told you. You did uh, you did every single thing in that house. You didn't even allow, you were not even allowed to venture out. You you lived in the box. And that's what Apostle Paul says here in Romans 6. He said that's what sin does to us. Sin is keeping us in this box of slavery. And he and that that slavery lasts sometimes a lifetime if you don't understand what Jesus did first and understand that there is freedom, the past, present and future. There's forgiveness, past, present and future. And so now you've been slave for 30 years and now the owner comes to you and say, listen, and let's say your name is is uh, is John. Hey, John, you've been slave. You were my slave for 30 years now. I'm going to give you this card and this card says that you are free. You've got a passport to freedom. You see, this is where we make the biggest mistake. Whoa, that's it. Celebration party. Mm-mm-mm. I'm free. But now if you are that person for 30 years, you only knew how to operate within the territory of that house. And now you have a set free card. Do you think you're going to throw a party? Do you think you're going to shout and celebrate? You might for a second, for a minute. But then you start realizing that you don't have a house to live in. You don't have a job. There is no food that's coming your way for free. There has, there's no friends. You have to have new friends. You have to understand there's going to be new bills to pay. There's going to be new authorities to submit. There's going to be new rules. There's going to be an entirely new world that you have to live and you have to learn how to operate in that world. So it's not about party 24-7. It's about, oh my gosh, I have to learn about this new world. And you see, that's when it comes to Christianity. You, I've been under the power of sin for so long. I've been under the power of sin that's been been pressuring me down, that's been keeping me in this box. Now Christ died, set me free. The first thing, first two things is to, to know and to believe that freedom is there and he set me free. But the third step is that's where freedom really truly comes in. And this is the step that we truly miss it. Now, before I'm going to talk about third step, I'm going to read one more verse. In verse 11, in the same scripture, it says this. So now he kind of puts the seal before he talks about third step. He says, so so you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin. Okay, consider And that word consider is conclude. You must conclude that you are dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. You put a hard line that that's it. I know who Jesus is. I am set free. And I am, my conclusion is that I am dead to the power of sin and I'm alive in Jesus. So number one, know that you died. 
with Jesus and what He did for you. Know who you are. Know the Word of God. Number two is to conclude that you're dead to sin, that you are set free and alive in Jesus. And here's here's the last step. And before he's finishing this chapter, he is talking about that throughout the next few verses. And I'm going to read these few verses as I close, and I'm going to find the common denominator that he leaves this, he leaves for us. And the verse 13, I'm going to start in verse 13. It says this. So just as I'm uh, reading this, listen to it carefully. What is the common denominator? Don't let any part of your body become instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Once, verse 18, once you were slave to sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. I'm giving you hints. Now you are free from your slavery to sin and you have become slave to righteous living. Verse 19, 22. Previously, you let yourself be slave to impurity and lawlessness, which lead even led even deeper to sin. Sin is never going to be enough. It's going to lead you down into more and more and more sin. So now you must give yourselves to, the, to be slaves to the righteous living so that you will become holy. That is the process of sanctification. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves to God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. Number one, know that you died with Christ. Number two, conclude that you are dead to sin and set free and alive in Jesus. And here's this last step. Here, here's what he's saying. When you were slave to sin, sin was dragging your life, was stealing your life. It was in charge of your life and your time. Now, he said, remember that. You're free, but remember that it was taking so much time that, that you were spending and you were lost in it. Now give that time that you spent in, in sin, now take that time and give it to God. He said, be on the move towards God. And that's where people miss it. He said, re, he said, do, simply do, take that time, Remember how much time you spend in sin. Now give that time to God. Be on the move. Do. Read the Word of God. Do. Pray. Do. Fast. Do something. Volunteer in church. Do. Help the needy. Do. Lead the small group. Do something. Become, uh, become a greeter. Usher. Do. Lead, go to recovery group. Do something. Maybe sing in the worship band. Play instruments. Share your testimony. Tie, Time that you gave to sin, now give that time to God. Think about all that time that you wasted in sin. Now double that time and give that time to God. Number three is do or take action. I'm going to read common denominator in all those verses that I just read. And here's, and here's what it says. 
It says, give yourselves now completely to God. Do. Use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Obey this teaching we have given you. Become a slave to the righteous living. Do those things that leads to holiness and results in eternal life. Now, you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. Do you see that the third step, that's what people miss. I know who you are. That is salvation. Lord, I'm giving you my life. I know I'm set free. Time to party. No. Oh, that's it. My, my life is new. Nope. Nope. You can go to retreats. Maybe somebody's going to be watching who've been to fully live retreat by Elevate Him. And who knows the, uh, who maybe been there. You understand that you can... You can confess, you can surrender, you, you can give it to the feet of Jesus. You can say, Jesus, take all my stuff. But unless you replace, replace all this time that you wasted in sin and doing, pursuing, pursuing God, you will never change. Eventually you'll go back to the mud, to the pit of hell that you used to walk in. But it requires action. The sanctification process to become holy, it requires being on the move for God learning how to live in the new world. It's that moment that God is giving you a free set free card and you're looking outside and every single thing around you is new. You have to learn about it. You have to know. You have to learn who Holy Spirit is. You have to know the, the promises of God. You have to immerse yourself into the Word of God, into leading, be led by Him. And that's the process when you can actually walk in freedom and little by little things starts to fall away. Little by little, the greed, the lust, the stealing, the lying, the, the, the whatever, whatever you've been struggling with, pornography starts to fall away as you replace that time that you've spent in sin, now wholeheartedly following God. So number one, know that you died with Christ. Number two, conclude, put a hard line that you are dead to sin and are set free in Christ Jesus. And number three, get on the move to take action, to live in that holy, to live that holy new life that he's got for you. And you got to be on the move every single day. As a matter of fact, pick up the cross is a call to action. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine in you. Be gracious to you. Turn his face towards you and give you his mighty peace. Until next time.